Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Sans Pants Radio, trying to explain podcasts to your parents. Welcome to Movie Maintenance, where some films just need fixing. Today, we're looking at Avengers 2, Age of Ultron. So guys, what do we think of Avengers 2, just to start off? Look, straight up, and I mean, maybe this is... I'm not a comic reader mm. as such, but I'm a big fan of the Marvel movies. And look, I really enjoyed it. And I know that, like, there's been this sort of backlash towards it. Like, one of my mates from our screenwriting class just absolutely fucking hated it. Really? Like, he just mm. absolutely tore it to shreds. He thought it was, like, borderline offensive. Um, he wow. said that it made him believe that Joss Whedon just can't write scripts. And I was like, all right, dude, that's um, wow. that's patently untrue. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like, everyone... I think he has proved time and time again yeah, that he is I, very I solid. So, like, I mean, every, everyone's got a dud here and there to their name. But um, mm. but anyway, but that, that's to suggest that Avengers 2 is a dud, which I don't think it is. I mean, I definitely have issues and we'll get mm. into those. And I think that there were issues that would be surprisingly easy to fix. But that yeah. said, I mean, if I went to Marvel movies for good villains, I wouldn't go to Marvel movies. No, like, fair enough. I go there because I enjoy spending time with the characters. I mean, you know, that opening scene of the, um, no, not the opening, but rather the uh, that whole party sequence and sort of mm, the whole Thor's yeah. hammer bit and everything. I would, if that was the whole film, if the whole film was just the Avengers kicking around the party, just sort of like getting drunk and bantering with each other, I'd, I'd happily watch that. I think that's why everyone really likes the Marvel Cinematic Universe is, is yeah. because of the characters. And you can see such a big like juxtaposition with Marvel and DC in that way that while Marvel has these characters that everyone really loves and everyone kind of loves them in just a really casual setting, while DC is trying to do the opposite, go really dark. So but it's about you, the story. Sorry, I'm, I'm actually offended by the suggestion that Man of Steel didn't have really deep, well-written, <laughs> well-developed characters. I mean, what, what's wrong with you? I mean, I just walked out of there with everyone. Lois Lane, just what an impact. Harry yeah. oh, White, so Lawrence, Lawrence Fishburne's oh. finest hour. With Lois Lane looking directly at the camera and being, I'm a Pulitzer-winning journalist. Thank you for stating that. Yeah, that no, really, really helped nail your character. You, Zack Snyder knows women. <laughs> Zack Snyder knows film. Yes. <laughs> uh, I, I agree. I, I, for more in-depth, you can kind of look at the Plumbing the Death Star episode mm. we did about um, Avengers 2, but I think it was like I enjoyed scenes. I enjoyed moments. I enjoyed, like... If I was there, watch these as five-minute clips that were completely not related. And it's like, these are five-minute clips about Avengers. I'm like, great, I'm on board. Because there were some really great things. But as a coherent whole, it it just, I felt, dropped the ball a bit. I think they were trying to do too much Mm. in one film. Because it, it was two and a half hours long. Mm. While it didn't feel like it didn't feel like a long film, it was long, yeah. and I think there was just they would just try to put too many eggs in one basket. They're like, we're introducing new characters, we're introducing new villains, we're doing all this, so mm. we have to do backstory for all of them. Plus, we're going to have to do new stories for like the Hulk and Black Widow and Hawkeye, and mm. everyone has to get backstories who haven't gotten their own individual film now. So they're putting so much into one film, and it just made it feel. 
there, there was just too much going on. That was it. Yeah. It just felt like it was just a shambles that they hadn't thought about and been like, how can we streamline this more? Yeah, what it, I don't understand it, about that, though, um, about the whole – and because I, I completely agree with you, mm. but what I didn't understand so much is I'm like, okay, like you look at – the Marvel Cinematic Universe is a brand mm. now. Like yes. people know – you know, people don't go and say, oh, I can't wait for the new Captain America movie. They're like, can't wait for the new Marvel movie. Like yeah. it's just – it's – it's sort of a, you know, when like when Winter Soldier came out, I wasn't sitting there thinking, oh, fuck, yeah, that Captain America franchise. I do actually really like the Captain I, America Yeah, I was totally that. Um, I was like just like playing my own banjo. I was like <laughs> having a time. Oh, no, it was great. But, you know, the, the, the fact of it is like you, you don't go there thinking this individual. It's not like, you know, going to watch an X-Men, mm-hmm. X-Men movie or like mm-hmm. the original Spider-Man series or something like that. They're, it's it's part of like an ongoing bigger series. And I'm like, yep. because of that interconnectivity, if that's the right word, um, like, you know, all the stuff with like Hawkeye's family, all the subplots mm-hmm. and stuff, they were jamming into Age of Ultron. I was like, why not just... Just put them in other films. Yeah. Like the Hawkeye's family stuff, as it stood, I didn't mind. Mm. But I was like, why not just put that in like ca- another Captain America film yeah. or something? Or like, you know, that could Hawkeye was in the else. first Thor and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, why not just put that in another film as a subplot? And then we could have had more development of Ultron, which, you know, as the title character you'd think would be where the emphasis kind of should have gone. Avengers, to me, the film suffered from the flaw of being a Marvel movie in that it had an undercooked villain and a really overblown CGI climax Mm. where there was a flying thing that crashed into another flying thing and some things flew around that flying Mm. thing (laughs) and the villain was dead but then he came back and he wasn't dead. And then, you know, something blew up yeah. and everything, and it was a lot of yeah. CGI. Like, like I, it was the same as Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, mm. Guardians of the Galaxy was great up until it remembered it was a Marvel movie, and then suddenly <laughs> it just turned this overblown CGI shit fest. Yeah, I felt it, it really just hit the very same beats as the first Avengers film. Yeah. And I kind of, I, look, I, maybe it's my own fault for wanting more. Maybe I had my hopes a little bit higher. Um, and I'll sort of address that uh, in a sec. But um, that's not what this show is about. This show is about trying to make things better. So. Gabe, general. Okay, thoughts, well, how would you straight away, tweak this? Um, I think okay, like Iron Man three got a lot of currency out of the whole using the end of Avengers and like playing with you know Tony Stark's post traumatic stress things like that, mm. and the whole on paper the whole idea of his I want to build a suit of armor around the world because I've seen what's got what's up there and I've seen yeah. what we're up against. I get that. That's a solid motivation. The problem was, um, and I, I always think back to this. Um, this. Sorry, I'm going on a bit of a roundabout tangent here, but I always think back to this. One of like the first, my first class at VCA, they were teaching us about conflict, and they said that the greatest ever conflict in cinema was this. This guy actually said that he thought the best cinematic conflict he'd ever seen was The Prince of Egypt, which I fucking love. So I fucking love The Prince of Egypt. It's one of my favorite movies. I watch it and sing along to it every time I get drunk. But um, I did not think he was going to say that film. But yeah, all right, no, 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 but I got really happy when I heard it because because it's true. You stop you think about it. it's like okay, you've got this kid. He's grown up in this family. This is his family. He loves them. And they're not villainized, the royal mm. family in Prince mm. of Egypt. They're just an aristocratic family who've been doing things the same way for years. You know, he grows up. He loves this family. That love doesn't change as the film goes on. But it turns out that he is from, you know, he's Hebrew. He runs away. And then he gets told by God he has to come back and liberate his people. And so he has to come back and face up against the family and the brother he's grown up with and loved. Yeah. And they're completely pitted against each mm. other. So you not only you have conflict within conflict, not only do you have the conflict of let my people go, but you have the internal conflict of this is my brother, I love him, this is the person I grew up with, yeah. because I spent my whole life with, and I have to go up against him from both ends. Mm. And this is a kid's cartoon, but that is some mad emotional turmoil. <laughs> and I was reminded of that when I was looking at the whole Tony Stark Ultron thing, because I was thinking, 
what if, like, I don't know, I don't know why they didn't just seed Ultron in Iron Man 3, because what you could, I mean, I suppose they didn't know at that point how involved Robert Downey Jr. was going to be in future films, but, like, what I thought would have been great was, like, you know, we could still have that whole, like, cool opening invasion, which mm. is probably the best action scene in the film, like the invasion on the Hydra base and stuff like yeah. that. But then what I would have done is instead of having Stark being like, oh, I've got this idea, and then over the course of a montage, him and Banner, like, come up with this thing, mm. And they don't even meet that thing before that thing wakes up and is like, hey, I'm hella evil, and then just goes and wreaks havoc. Yeah. So, like, later in the film, when, you know, when Stark faces off with Ultron, it's like, okay, this should be like a father and a son pitted against each other. And it's, and, and yeah, they paid lip service to it. There were they lines did. where it was like, oh, you know, you're like where they point out that Ultron was similar to Stark in yeah, certain with, ways. Yeah, uh, Ulysses Claw was saying, ah, yeah, yeah. he's one of Stark's. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, you know, there was, there was that, and I, they, they said it, mm. but I didn't feel it. And I thought, you know, particularly I just thought it was just so obvious because I was like, well, you know, Civil War is like, I, I just thought off the top of my head, I was like, so straight away, Tony Stark's guilt over the Ultron thing will be what pits him against Steve Rogers in Civil War. Surely yeah, right. that yeah, just yeah. seems Surely. obvious. And they probably still are going to do it. But at the end of Age of Ultron, it's like by this point, nobody's under any pretense of these individual films. Yeah. It's essentially a gigantic multi-million dollar TV series. Yeah. And it's, I just, I don't understand why by the end of the film it was all like resolved. Like there was no bad blood between any of them that was teased. It's, it's, yeah. it's but, kind of hard because because they want to make it, it, like obviously within the Marvel universe, they want to make each thing a standalone film, but still interconnected. Yeah, that's, like, that's it. It's like, why bother? Because because I found like one of the things that just annoyed me just as like one of these super fans that get annoyed about the dumbest things <laughs> is that like at the end of it, you know, Thor was like, oh, well, four of the gemstones have been mm. found. Four of the infinity stones have been found. And it's like, that means he knows what happened in Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. I was like, when did, when did that happen? In, like, his, in his cave bath. He had a cave bath. Yeah. A bit of splash yeah, around. Just, just had a bit any, of a, any plot holes just put him down to the yeah, cave bath. Yeah. Had a bit of a thing. And then just like a little flash of Peter Quill comes up on the screen. You're like, oh, okay. But there wasn't any any pretext, mm. any explanation that that had happened, except yeah. for that one line that four of them have been found. It's like, well, then you know what's happening. Connect them. Either just commit to connecting all of them mm. or make them all standalone films. Yeah, I, I felt it was a weird one because if you had only seen the first Avengers mm. and then gone into this one, you didn't. You still didn't really quite know exactly no, what happened. No, and you wouldn't. You yeah. wouldn't. But if you had so much character development was done in those other every films. Every other film, there's still issues that arise where yeah, it's like yeah. you've, you've sort of tried to meet everyone halfway and, yeah. and met no one anywhere. And I don't know, it just, but that's it. Like, I, just, I just feel like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too. It's trying to be its own film. Yeah, but, yeah, also, but straight away, okay, that problem should have been solved immediately because you've got a standalone villain. You've got this yeah. one villain mm. who's only going to be in this film who presumably is not going to be in any, like, follow- I mean, maybe, I don't know. But, like, you know, this new villain who's come out of nowhere, and that's fine in and of itself. But, like, the fact that those conflicts were resolved at the end just made no mm-hmm. sense to me. Because, okay, so what I would have done straight away is you needed to make... Well, actually, sorry, let me backtrack for a second. But half the problem with this conflict between Stark and Captain America that I thought they were setting up, mm. to for that to work, and if they do go with the whole, oh, yeah, it's because of Stark's guilt about Ultron that he decides to side with the Registration Act or whatever, then to make that work, you needed to make me feel the Stark and Ultron relationship. You mm. need to make me feel that guilt. And that was never done. There was yes. the Avengers saying to him, oh, this is your fault. But it was like, it was one moment, like one scene, yeah. you know, there by the end of it, they're all buddies again. Like, and, uh, it's, that's just not, it was like they were too, they were scared to go into too yeah. emotionally complex territory. And it's not all that complex. Like, start the film mm-hmm. with Ultron already existing in a fledgling form. Yeah. Okay. Start the film yep. with, like, after that, maybe Stark's like, hey, Banner, I want to show you something. And he goes, I've been working on this ever since, you know, I went through the wormhole. Like, I've just been sort of chipping away at it. It's like this artificial intelligence going to be the suit of armor around the world, all that. And he's 
and it's and Ultron's there, like in his baby form, and he's learning. And Stark loves it, like it's his life's work. He's put everything into creating this, like this is his ultimate, baby. essentially what Vision right. becomes later on. Yeah. yeah. And then Ultron starts to go wrong. So when Ultron starts to go wrong, and the other Avengers are like, "We need to fucking deal with this," Stark's like, "No, no, no, no! It's 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 malfunctioning. It's a glitch. Mm. I've got a per- this is this is incredibly personal to me. This yeah, is the closest thing I've it. had to a I child. I can fix it." I can fix it. Oh, yeah, right. And then. You have not only the conflict with Ultron, you've got the conflict between the Avengers themselves and the internal conflict of Tony Stark being like, I know he has to be taken out, but this is like my child. Mm. This is like a father having to kill its child. Um, imagine that. Yeah, because they How do rich play would with that, that have been? in the comic books because it's a Hank Pym in the comic books. He yeah. is the um, he makes Ultron, and they do play with that uh, him being the father of Ultron, and then Vision's the, like the son of Ultron. So it's just kind of like, yeah, lovely, yeah. Um, you know, f- familiar kind of um, conflict going on and it's really some comics are better than others um, and you're right they, they could have really done a lot with that in terms well, of well that's, that's what I would have done like yeah. straight away that's like okay you know I mean rich conflict in general to a writer should be the kind of thing that you just want to dive into like a kid in a candy store it's like you want to you play with it and to me it was like there was this Incredibly rich conflict sitting there. This yeah. really rich father son yeah. story, like this. Because they scratch it, it on the matter, surface, but they, yeah. but they don't really but go. They f- don't. And the fact that like Stark obviously just doesn't care about Ultron, but of course he does. It, it would yeah. make sense in that film because he's never met Ultron until yeah. Ultron walks in and is like, "You're all unworthy. I'm going to kill you all." That's the first time they meet. So apart from being like, "Oh, I guess this is my fault." There's no personal... So's my bad. <laughs> yeah, right? I love how Tony just doesn't take any sort of like responsibility for his actions. Not at all. And that's even seen when he does create Vision. And there is that big conflict scene, which is a great little moment in the film. He still doesn't learn because Thor just comes in, fucks it all off, you know, and, and see, awakens Vision. And then Tony's the- like, I was right. I was right. <laughs> this is <laughs> my dick. This is the difference between like... And this is where I, I walked out of that film and I was like, man, like it's... It's a tricky one to judge because in terms of enjoyment, I was like, that was a four-star film. Like, I had a great time. I was smiling mm. through the whole second half of it. I, I, I've learned that I really like looking at Elizabeth Olsen. Fair enough. Um, that's something Who I've, doesn't? I figured out and um, something I've learned about myself yeah. uh, in those two hours I spent in the cinema and I had a really nice time. Like, I, I, was, I enjoyed myself. I love watching the characters bounce off each other. I like mm. the stuff at Hawkeye's farm because, again, that's just stuff yeah. you can... Like, I cared just, for Hawkeye, which yeah, is a new thing like, for me. Just, yeah, no, that was new. But <laughs> that's the thing. The like the person who sat in that audience and enjoyed the film says four stars. The film critic screenwriter inside me says mm. two stars because it was terribly structured. It was all over the place. There were such rich ideas and conflicts that were just barely touched. And okay, like all right, the Hawkeye's farm stuff. Again, I say this as someone who really enjoyed it. Mm. But again, kill your darlings. For the mm. sake of a better film, scrap that shit because every second we spent with Hawkeye's wife, yeah. every second we spent on Thor going into the fucking pool and walking out and being like, I know this thing, but I'm not going to tell you what that thing is until Thor 3, but yeah. but, but there's a thing yeah. and this is going to pay off later. Exactly. So come to the next film. I mean, like for all of that <laughs> shit, you were wasting minutes with your title character yeah. and the conflict in the middle of that film that would have made that film fucking sing, that would have made that film... I reckon that film about the father, son, all that, that film that was so close to existing but just didn't could have easily been one of the best Marvel films. And I know that darkness isn't their thing. I know that, like, dark and gritty Mm. is sort of what DC does to varying, and when I say varying, I mean minimal degrees of success. (laughs) But, like, it just, it's, you don't have to do it in a dark and gritty way. Like, I just come back to Prince of Egypt and I'm like, Mm. well, that's a kid's film. And they do it in a way that's, you know, perfectly watchable and kid-friendly. And they, they could have done it. I don't know. Um, it just it just seems like such a massive, sad, missed opportunity, and especially for a film that is so long and managed yeah. to miss every fucking ball that it tried to like that it that was. And it's not like all wife. that stuff like Thor in the 
pool. I mean, if they were so desperate to hang on to that, and like the Hawkeye's farm stuff, which I, re- I really liked. And again, I enjoyed hanging out with the characters, but it's almost yeah. like I wish they'd made two films, like one film with just all the character moments and stuff, and one film that was actually the story-driven, plot-driven, conflict-driven film that that should have been. Well, I, when thinking about how, how to make this film better, I genuinely thought they should have done so much of this in Iron Man 3. Yeah. Like Iron Man three as an overall, if you're if you're saying that this is a series of films on how it's going to make sense, so much of this stuff should have been in Iron Man three instead of what Iron Man three was like. And I, don't get me wrong, I mm. thought Iron Man three was really fun. I had a really good time with it, but they could have put Stark working on Ultron. They could have put yeah. like a lot of the stuff that that could have or just yeah, just seated it. Yeah, um, like it, it could have mm. been as simple as like it could have been as easy as at the start of Iron Man three where he's like going nuts and like making all those yeah. suits and stuff. Pepper could come in and be like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "Oh, I'm working on this artificial intelligence thing." And Pepper's like, "You need to relax. You need yeah. to slow down. Like have it have it just as part of his yeah. insanity. Just throw, it could be as thrown away as that. And then nobody's gonna blink when at the start of Age of Ultron he's like, "Hey, so remember how I said I was working yeah. on that thing? I actually didn't stop working on it. And look, I've perfected it. And here it is. Mm. And then it all goes wrong. And you then see, you've got a great yeah. Story. When he's like um, update." It's Friday, and like you can see the other discs. discs. Mm. He's got things like Jocasta, um, or whatever name is, as well, which are other sort of mm. things in the comics. He could have had something in the background of like just saying Ultron that he's working on something. Yeah, and someone's yeah. Going, what's that you're working on? Don't worry about it. Just it's something I got ticking out of my head. But yeah. we have to focus on that now. It's we'll work that that later. Yeah, I'll get well, back the, to you when it's more of a full. It's the equivalent idea. to like yeah. Captain America's shield turning up in Iron Man two, which still didn't make sense, but whatever. But like it's equivalent to something like that. Like it's just it's a throwaway moment that's mm. going to be paid off. Yeah. later Yeah, like, because at, at just, this moment. In, in Marvel Cinematic Universe, it, they should have in their mind that we've got some sure things going down, so we can now. Well, yeah, it's not like it's, it's not like Avengers Two is a box office gamble. Like, yeah, yeah, and they knew it like... was going to do all right, no matter what they did. They <laughs> Look, knew it was going to do like, all right. It's like they made they made a film about a talking raccoon and a talking tree gross over eight hundred million. I mean, and come fun film. on, it and a, it was yeah, it, honestly, like there was. I mean, it, it seems so strange to think about now, but there was a time when I thought, you know. When Thor came out, I was like, they're never going to make that match with Iron Man. That's never going to work. Yeah. And then look. And then mm. Guys of the Galaxy, I was like, come on. No way. No. No, they made it. Oh, and they also made us take Captain America seriously. You, All right. Fine. I'll yeah. go with whatever. Maybe not Ant-Man, but I'll go yeah. with whatever. It's, it's kind of even hard where, where you're watching this and Captain America is the most serious of the films mm. in the series where you're like, shit. This is, they're the films where shit's happening. They're the films. Mm. And that's what pissed me off so much. And which is pretty much in my entire rewrite of <laughs> the Avengers um, part two, is that that they touched on so much in the Winter Soldier that that was not brought up at all in the all Avengers, right. and I was like, it was just heartbreaking to watch it because I was like, you have Shield collapsing, like that's a big plot point, it's which like they kind of seem to resolve now, haven't they? Like yeah, they've just been like, like, oh yeah, this no? is the last, this yeah. the last Hydra base, and I was like, I look, I don't what? watch Agents of Shield because I like good TV, yeah, but yeah, like right. I was still just like, well, <laughs> but that's the thing, like they've stated, they're like, you don't need to watch hmm. Agents of Shield, and if that's the only place where the yeah. repercussions of the Hydra invasion thing. A shown, then it's like that was a bit of a cop out. Yeah, that it was, was it was a great, a, so much potential. Yeah, exactly. That could have just been something you worked on this entire film. Like, what do we do now that Shield doesn't exist? And that's like mm. in my rewrite, I was like, have have it like start with mm. Tony in his base working on Ultron already. Like, just establish yeah. that. Like, you don't have to do it. Just it's already there. And then Jarvis is like, everyone's rocking up, man. Do you want to like go up and talk to them? He's like, nah, no, nah, I'm working on nah. this. And and Jarvis is like, get your ass up there. Mm. So it goes up. All the fucking Avengers are sitting around, and they're like. What are we going to do now that S.H.I.E.L.D.'s not a thing? 
and just have that fucking yeah. conversation. And it would have about, cut about 10 minutes from the film, by the way. Yeah, Because you wouldn't, you wouldn't have had any need to have the, like, Stark banner setting up, oh, yeah, mm. we're going to do this. Yeah. And you probably could I mean, you could probably still have the raid on the last Hydra base, but you didn't need to tie mm. that in with, oh, yeah, Loki's Sept, which is going to tie into that. I mean, why not just have that be, like, you know, the classic James Bond or Indiana yeah. Jones opening where you get the last 10 minutes of the previous adventure yeah. before you launch into the next right. one? Why like that, you know, the... Saturday morning cereal kind of mm. way yeah, of doing things. It, it like, why not? Like, it didn't have to have anything to do with anything apart from yeah. being like, hey, here are those guys you like all, like, teaming up and killing shit. Yeah. Mm. And then uh, cut to Stark working in his lab. Easy. easy. Yeah, that's it. Easy, easy peasy. And that's... And you've got and, more time. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. it would have just cut, like, like my rewrite just, I completely took away that thing of the Hydra base because mm. it just was long. And, and even though it was the most fun part of the film, it just was unnecessary storyline. Yeah, right. Well, just, before we get into your yeah. uh, massive rewrite, yeah, because there's cause, like, like I think there's like so much we can kind of <laughs> just um, go on there. Uh, so I'm just going to bring it to sort of what I was imagining mm. because honestly, I I wouldn't change a lot. Honestly, I just top and tail it because to me, the the biggest disappointments for me were the start, oddly enough, um, and the end. Like I love the battle at the start of Sokovia, but mm. it was a weird way way to pl- place it. So what I was going to do would be work out what the fuck is the current status quo. Mm. Uh, you know, we know from Winter Soldier is that S.H.I.E.L.D. was basically Hydra, right? Black Widow appeared before the Senate and basically told everyone what the hell was happening. So the world is clued on of mm. what's going on. Um, you know, Fury, I think, buggered off to Europe to sort of find what is essentially Strucker and Steve and Sam are going off towards trying to find Bucky, yeah? And that yeah. was addressed yeah, yeah. in, you know, the little party scene, but that's sort of where we left those guys. Iron Man 3, you know, he blows up all his suits as a gesture of love, to Pepper to be like, yeah, I don't need all this bullshit, so I'm going to blow them all up, right? Yeah. That's what happened in, in Iron yeah. Man 3. He realizes that no matter what happens, I am Iron Man. I don't really need the suits, but I am Iron Man, so we don't need those suits. And he sort of drives off saying that, yeah, I'll be always be Iron Man, and he has a nice chat to Banner. Mm. So it would be nice to sort of get that connectivity between, you know, of what came before this in sort of Phase 2 and this, what is essentially the last uh, well, second last in the sort of phase two of what Marvel is doing. While I can sort of, you know, guess what happened or I can read a comic book that's to tie in to work out how the twins got their fucking powers, I, I shouldn't have to do that going into a film. No. Particularly with Tony Stark. Like, how the hell did Tony Stark get from where he was at the end of Iron Man 3 to what we see at the opening scene of Avengers yeah. 2? So my ideal opener would be Captain America and Falcon tracking Bucky. Like going through somewhere, wherever they are, just trying to find out where he is. They get a call from Fury saying that, look, we've disabled a bunch of Hydra bullshit, but we've discovered something that we really need the Avengers for. We're getting the team back together. We're getting the team back together. Heist film shit, right? Yeah. You know, we've discovered that Loki pokey stick. We need help. And then again, yeah. Heist film, everyone gets back together, real quick montage kind of stuff, uh, and you have these little character moments where you work out what the hell are these characters doing between films. Calls up Hawkeye. Hawkeye is there practicing his archery on what is essentially his farm, mm. but, again, don't reveal that because I really, really like that big reveal of him having a family later on. Natasha doing some spy shit. Um, you know, again, a little reminiscent of that first film of what we first introduced mm-hmm. to her. Um, you know, or her phone goes off in, like, you know, giving away a position while she's about to do something. You know, yeah. classic good comedy spy stuff. And we sort of work out what Thor has been up to. At the end of Thor, he was meant to be buggering off to fight some frost monster that went through the portal. Yeah. What happened with that thing? So, you know, have him... Um, off being like answering a call smacking a frost giant in the face with a hammer being like yep cool 
So I was just imagining Thor in some like mythical world battling uh-huh. this giant. Well, this pulls out his phone. Yeah, yeah he pulls yeah. out. But what I am imagining is a Motorola flip phone. I was yeah. I was thinking yeah. a Motorola flip phone it's, as well. It's not like a nice because he doesn't know how to work the smartphone. So it's just, he's like, Flips I press the green button. Yeah, right. Stop. That's good. That's fun. Yeah. But he that's doesn't have like to. That. Yeah, he doesn't have to be in because that frost monster is in our world. It's yeah. in Earth. Yeah. Uh, and so getting all these like quick sort of um, scenes, so then they could be really simple until it get to Tony Stark where it really slows down. And Banner can be there because, you know, him being science bros, that's great. And that was sort of mentioned in Iron Man 3 that they're, you know, together yeah. having a chat. Uh, and start, you know, Captain America and that being like, you know, we need to form the Avengers back together. We need Iron Man. And Tony Stark can be like, um, but I'm no, not I'm, I'm not Iron Man anymore. I gave that up. I don't have the suits anymore. And Captain can be like, no, we really, really, really need you. And that's when Stark can be like, yeah, all right, cool. Presses a button. The armor from Iron Man 3 all just hits him and is like perfected than what it was back in that one. Yeah, cool. And as the face uh, iron mask goes down, it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, I think we're going to need some help from our friends. Presses a button. All these fucking walls open behind him. Iron Legion. Yeah. And he just like looks directly at Cap and be like, don't tell Pepper about this. You know, this sort of like a wink and a nudge to be like, I know yeah. what I said before. And, you know, oh, okay, this is what's going on. Don't tell Pepper. Avengers 2. Age of Ultron title sequence, mm. and then we launch into the Battle of um, Sokovia, and that can be played out pretty much the same thing. Even open with that lovely shot of you know the comic book lineup where they're all sort of in a line, open with that, and you know cut it down, pace it down, because again, you really want this to happen really quick, want things to kind of mm. move along. So what I really wanted to play with in this sort of film is um, have a real simple theme that actions have consequences, yeah. and they do play with that. Like, Hulk destroys a whole town. They're like, um, yeah, if people Oops. on the internet are, like, angry at you, but no one's put out a, a warrant, so we're fine. Well, it's said, but it's not shown. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's yeah, like, uh, they pay lip service to it, but nothing else. Yeah. yeah, and I kind of liked, I love this idea of playing on what a hero is and that, you know, they need to learn from your mistakes. Because even though Tony fucks up and, and, and Banner fucks up by creating Ultron, they don't mm. really learn about it or they don't, like, learn anything about this. So I just feel that needs to really be more more evident in this whole film. So, again, pretty much play-by-play play as it happened because I was pretty happy with the majority of this film. Maybe I'd keep the first Ultron form, you know, where he's all got the zombie yeah, mask. Yeah, Because I liked that. It was really spooky. That was really scary. And I liked that Ultron was using a busted Iron Legion to be like, no, nah, this is how I'm going to introduce myself. Yeah. And, again, to sort of show that, like to again show Tony that these the things that happen out there have a have a consequence. Yeah. Like your 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 giant tech stuff is gonna get fucked up. Have the whole sort of fight with Ulysses Claw because um, I like that was a really great cameo. I think he nailed that mm. character. Have um, the whole everyone being fucked with Scarlet, which is mind Hulkbuster. I think that was one of the great little uh, greatest sequences in that mm. film. It's kind of hard, especially like with everything you're listing. Like they're they're the really fun scenes mm. in the film, but like as a, as a screenwriter, you're just sitting there like that's so unnecessary. That's so yeah, unnecessary. Yeah. That's so unnecessary. But again, that's the disconnect between the enjoyment and the mm. criticism. Yeah, like and it yeah. was. I was so surprised by that because normally how a film is structured and all of those little things are what bring me like like I watch Whiplash and I'm kind of like mm. holy fuck it's so well structured and so well written <laughs> and it's like just oh caress me with your words mm. but with this I was like it's terribly structured it's all over the place nothing yeah. seems it's just a bunch of disjointed stuff happening yeah, and but that's what it I'm really feel like. enjoying it because mm. it's just it's honestly a testament to how 
good these characters are yeah. and how much I enjoy spending time with them and I enjoy watching them fuck shit up mm. that I actually enjoyed that film. Yeah. Well, I think that's, a, that's like, we're on, Age of Ultron would be like, what, the 10th or 11th film? I think it's the 11th. In this whole Marvel mm. Cinematic Universe, like we're sticking for the long haul. Like if we're mm. on the eleventh film and we're still fucking excited about yeah, that, yeah. especially since the tenth did so well. Like because Guardians yeah. just like blew everyone's mind. Everyone's like, yeah, no, we're we're in for at least like another five films. Yeah, Your next least... one, Ant Ant Man. I'm, Fuck, I'll, I'll go see it. Yeah, I'm not happy about <laughs> it, but I will go see it. Yeah, like it is like I'm like, what an unnecessary film to make. Yeah. What yeah. Ant Man. Okay, 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 but I will watch it three times in the cinema. <laughs> Like, yeah. So again, these really great moments, and I, I even I loved the Hawkeye going to the farm. Mm. I get the drag on a bit. New, Fury being there as a bit of a cameo was again very unnecessary. I but I like, could yeah, have been. Could have, could yeah, have been. Really. Um, and I think I roughly kind of keep it the same up until that point where Thor buggers off again, has his little cave swim, mm. and then he Still comes doesn't back. Quite make doesn't sense quite to make me. sense. No. Like, why are you in a cave? Like, I'm like. It's be more shirtless and I'd be happy yeah, with this right? scene. Like, but it's that moment that I would really take a big divergence from what we sort of saw. Mm. I like Thor going to hell, but I wanted him to stay there. I mean, granted, this starts a new problem Devil. with the birth of Vision mm. and how Vision copies his cape because that is actually my favourite moment in that whole film <laughs> was just Vision looking at Thor and just being like, I like that cape, I'm going to make it. I loved it, but, you know, whatever, we can work on that. So skipping forward to the third act... Everyone's fighting the Ultrons on that floating uh, Sokovia, but the Avengers are having a pretty shit one because Thor is missing. So with Thor in hell, and you could have this either fleshed out a little bit more or just have Papa Skarsgård waiting or just watching Thor just disappear, whatever. But the premise is he's in hell. Ragnarok is coming. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com achieve today. You know, you can set all this up for his mm. solo film we know the fucking title of. You know, maybe We've we... figured it we, out. We We're not dumb. Yeah. Uh, is, sorry, is, is Ragnarok happening in Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. No. Ra- Ragnarok is the end of the Norse gods. So have an appearance by Hela, who is, you know, Loki's daughter, yeah. uh, who is the queen of hell or the goddess of hell. How much do... Just by the way, because I, I mm. actually do know quite a bit about Norse mythology from primary school. How much do the Thor comics actually stick to? I think that? a lot of the same beats... Uh, there, like you know, yeah. Loki's an adopted frost giant. He does have kids. He, like Hela, Hela is it? Jormunda is the snake, and, and um, Fenris the wolf. Fenris the wolf, yes. Yeah. So okay. yeah, they all sort of are there, and they all exist. Cool, cool. Uh, I'm pretty sure they kind of keep it relatively to the same sort of storytelling that we know from Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. So have her be there, and have her being like, "Hey, Thor, my dad sits on the throne of Asgard. You're in my domain. You think you can get out of this? Fuck off. Stay." And have him in chains, yeah. whatever it is, but basically... And shirtless. And shirtless. And shirtless. Oh, my oh, God. Very there shirtless. Is, like, I love, I love Chris Hemsworth. I think, mm. he, I think he has real promise to be a really fantastic actor. Yeah. But, oh, my God, is Thor. <laughs> that boy does not need to talk. No. That boy does not need to talk. Like, At it just all. needs to be him 
shirtless with a fan blowing his hair. <laughs> and I'll just keep paying $17 to see that film repeatedly. I think a large majority would as well. Like I would I would have no issue. And that's that was I was like, don't be more shirtless and be more sexy and don't yeah. be so dumb. Like I like it. I think he's I, I like think dumb he's for. like he's one of like probably the kind of most valuable players that's kind of most undervalued. Like, mm. I actually, you know what, I kind of one of the funniest things was I walked out of Age of Ultron being like, I actually think it's sort of gotten to the point where Tony Stark's one of my least favourite characters. Because they like, overdo it. They overdo it's it. Everything. I'm like, he's I, in everything. I yeah. like Thor's little, like, I, I think Thor's funny, like the whole part where he's like, the Hulk's victims are crying in hell or whatever yeah. it was. And I was. It was that. And then like, you know. um, I love his face when um, Captain America just slides. Yeah. The that, hammer. Slightly, he's just like, that moment of, oh great. shit, um, is beautiful. Um, oh, but and Tony are bickering about who's better, Jane or Pepper. Oh yeah, 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 yeah I thought that yeah, was yeah. so cute because that's so that's it was a really human moment. Yeah, yeah and that's there, what there this movie is good about. That's what Joss Whedon is really good at these little human moments. And that's the one thing that I will say the film absolutely mm. succeeded with, without question, was the humanity of the characters. Yeah. and that ultimately that's probably why I enjoyed it so much. Without mm. that, I would have been like, this is fucking shit. Yeah. yeah, but with that, I mean, again, exactly. Great. So yeah. with Thor now in hell. It's basically your Han being frozen in carbonite moment because this was then, you know, really much touted as being the Empire Strikes Back, the dark film. You know, mm. this is going to have consequences. This is going to be real dark in tone. It didn't. So have Thor now just he's gone. Like after before Act Three, yeah. Thor is now out of the picture completely. So in Sokovia, when there is a you know a falling car, Thor isn't there to save that. So we see them save one carload of people, but the other one doesn't. And it's again, this sort of real hammer home that actions have consequence and a nice little motive that you can't save everyone, which, which is something I would love to have Steve Rogers yes. and, uh, and Iron Man be playing off each other. Rogers being, no one fucking dies here today. And Tony Stark being like, well, actually, uh, I there's... would cut off a finger to save the body. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um, there's going to be collateral damage, and you're going to have to be yeah. okay with that. And so you set up these two ideolo- um sorry, diametrically opposite kind mm. of um, ideologies, and that have such great conflict. Mm. You know, this is meant to be sowing the seeds for what civil war is, and I want there to be tension between the two, not tension that is resolved. You know, what we got was a very basically yeah, I don't similar. Know why fight. they resolved it? I just don't yeah, know. why? Yeah, uh, it's like similar fight to Avengers one, and then yeah, like hey, are we cool? Yeah, we're yeah. cool. Bro fist, bro fist, done. And again, since masks aren't a thing, like who the secret entity isn't a thing in the MCU, you need a solid foundation why these people are at each other's throats. Mm. Like, you need to know why they're fighting each other. So, you're down Thor. Thor isn't there. Kill off Quicksilver? I mean, sure, okay, look, but maybe have him protect his sister? I don't know. Like, him protecting Hawkeye was fine. Him protecting his sister could be a little bit, you know, cliche and trite. It would tug a bit more on the heartstrings. Mm. I think... They're they're just almost, there wasn't enough interaction between Mm. Hawkeye and Quicksilver for it to be like this really dramatic moment or or even enough like of them interacting with any of the Avengers. Yeah. Because they were like, we hate you. Oh, oh we fucked right. up. All right, we're, we're on your side now. Now and you've so, walked through a door and you're an the Avenger. The fact that there was never any, like, mm. they never addressed the whole, like, Stark's bomb killing their family yeah. thing. Like, yeah. Especially because I wanted such to a see good that showdown, yeah. but it just never happens. Are you kind of, I kind oh, of why? almost wanted them to be in this this fight and and them kind of almost having words to the side, being like, if it's anyone else we save him, if it's Stark, we just, let him go. Yeah, right? Yeah. You know, because so, that's like 21 years of fucking anger that they've been yeah, holding on yeah. to. You know, I wanted to see them be like, we'll save everyone else, but we're throwing Stark yeah. under the bus because we have no issue with Steve Rogers. We have mm. no issue with Hawkeye. We hate Stark, though. Yeah, even have them address it and have, like, 
Iron Man apologize? Yeah, because he doesn't even well, really again. That's address just, it. and that was like that was a proper subplot as well mm. that had yeah. that didn't have to tie into other films. Like that was you know they hate Stark and mm. rightfully so. Can that be? No, you're not. You're not mm. resolving that. No, that's just not going to come to a head. That's just okay. Good. Is that, a seed and letting it die. They still cool. join the Avengers at the end, and that, that's Yay. okay, I guess. And, so, and and how much time do we spend on Hawkeye's yeah. farm? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so much time on the farm, guys. So I understand, like you know, you, you got to kill someone mm. because I, I think by this time we're like, please hurry up and kill a hero so the stakes are, uh, are raised. Mm. We can't just keep killing villains. So it's sort of like you have this idea of who we're killing off, and I kind of kicked around. Well. Black Widow is sort of because you can't kill Iron Man, you can't kill Captain America. Um, can't really kill Thor, and you can't, can't really kill Thor. Hulk, you sort of unkillable. Yeah. So it's like Black Widow, but I don't want to kill what is basically the only strong female character in an already male heavy cast. Yeah. yeah, but now we have Elizabeth Olsen, so That's it's okay. That's true. Yeah, good. We can swap yeah, yeah. one we for can, one. Yeah, yeah. right. Good, it's good, fine. Good, it's, it's great. Fine. That's, it's great. Oh my god, no! <laughs> and like, even kick around the idea of killing off Hawkeye, and he was like signposted to be killed off in this uh, at the yeah, end. It might have been too obvious, though. But um, I feel like it would have been you. You set up this mm. awesome backstory with his family, and yeah. even though it doesn't make sense, fucking kill but the see, family. Okay, can I just say, like, I wouldn't mm. have if they'd killed off Scarlet, um, not Scarlet, which uh. Black Scott Johansson, Black Widow, yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't have cared because the fact of the matter is, like, you know, I, I, I get it, but, like, she's not an interesting character. She is the strong female character archetype mm. and nothing else. She I is think just, there's a lot to but go But I think there. because they haven't let her, though. They yeah. haven't let her, sure, but it, that's, that's not, it's not Scarlett Johansson's fault. No. It's just the fault of, like, even mm. Joss Whedon, who writes some of the best female characters around, just, like, Really? Like you? Mm. You can't do better with this yeah. character, which is which sucks. Like she's just she this is... stoic, tough, kick-ass. You know, I'm gonna like do some gymnastics and you know kick yeah. some people and whatever. It's like she's just a dull character. Yeah, and I like, think so oh, it was it was really yeah. hard. Like like as this is like a real Tumblr thing to say, but as a woman and as a feminist who watched this film, <laughs> no, it's a, but honestly, like as, as a woman and as a feminist who watched this film, like I hated Scarlett Johansson's de- like uh, the Black Widow depiction because I thought it was really. Lazy, yeah. and I, it is like, and that's that's the fact that like you know you read that um that great article that uh I hate strong female characters mm. article. I don't know if anyone's read that, but basically it said you know how on um, Batman is allowed to be tormented, brooding all yeah. these different things. Um, how uh you know um Sherlock Holmes is allowed to be selfish, arrogant, yeah. all that, and you know most female characters in genre films are allowed to be strong. Yeah, and, that, yeah. and what does strong even mean? Like, would you call Batman a strong male character? Would you call no. like <laughs> Iron Man? A, I mean, I guess like sure, Thor's physically strong, but mm. he's also got so many other character yeah. traits. Black Widow's like, I'm tough and stoic. Good. All right, great. You're think, compelling. Yeah. yeah, and they could have they could have done two really good things, and like they touched on it a bit. Mm. In Age of Ultron, in that scene where she's talking to Banner and she's just very briefly touching on what happened to her in the... Yeah, the Red Room. In the Red Room. And that that fucked me up. That that could be a really cool fucking solo story. Yeah, I'm like, oh. And I think think for me, like, one of the best things I ever saw is uh, after Daredevil came out, like Mm. I saw online somewhere, like probably Tumblr, um, that was like, I don't want a Black Widow film. I want, like, an R-rated Black Widow Netflix series where it's just, like, 16 episodes of, like, fucking MA, very violent, very sexual spy stuff. But it was really hard, like, because I think they, I think they could have gone two ways. Like, I think they could have written Black Widow as this really strong female archetype character, but but be aware that they're doing it. Kind mm. of like um, if anyone's seen Brooklyn Nine Nine, um, no, there's a there's a character in there called Rosa who literally is just like a wall, yeah. and everyone is very aware. They're like, she's a broken person, and she just like does not let anyone in. And she's like, I'm strong and I'm tough, and and that's it. And she talks like this. She's very deadpan, and she's like, 
my business is none of your business and you don't need to ask me about my day. Like, that's it. She's just there to work. And then her private life's her private life and she just, like, turns off when she goes to work. Mm. And I'm like, do that with Black Widow. Like, make her just, like, this is her job. And then when she goes home, she's, like, much more interesting. But when she's working, she's just, like, spy. And because she would have to be mm. to that be sort a spy. Duality, which is what a spy is. Yeah. Or just... <laughs> Make her better. Look, there's there's, and, and there's potential, but they're just yeah. not they're just not no. doing. It. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know one the first things they one of the first things again they said to us at VCA was like I don't know I, since I've been at VCA I've been like picking up these little things that I find <laughs> in the films, <laughs> and it's really interesting when you think about it, like. But one thing they said was you know um, for male writers especially they were like swap all your characters' genders. Yeah, just swap all your characters' genders and see if your what were previously female characters were now male characters suddenly seem really boring. Yeah. Mm. And if, like, just... And, and it's true because a lot of male writers cannot write female characters. Joss it's, Whedon is generally an exception, but not so one. much in so this one. I yeah. figured you'd it, have to kill someone, and I unfortunately Quicksilver sort of ticks the box, yeah. even though it, it was wasn't that... You could Yeah. Really. Like, and I know even killing Hawkeye would feel a bit stupid. Don't um, kill Hawkeye. Just cut off his two arrow fingers. I was thinking... So then he's useless. Yeah, I was thinking you could do several more things useless. to Sorry. do with Hawkeye. Correction, more useless. Um... Lose an arm. Mm. Again, a little bit cliche and trite, but I think you could make him lose an arm, lose a hand, that kind of stuff. Or at the very least, make him lose his hearing as a nod to the 616 universe Mm. or lose his sight, which is a nod to the old man Logan universe. So have him actually have actions have consequences. So you don't have to kill your characters to sort of wound them, to to show that this is darker, that what these guys are doing, Mm. there's going to be some fallout. Because you, could you imagine if, yeah, um, Quicksilver pushed him and he's like, you didn't see that coming or whatever, mm. and then Hawkeye like, what? What? Yeah. <laughs> Just kind of like, ma, ma, like have that, that, you know, he's now can't hear a fucking thing. Even that would have been kind of cool. Um, because, again, darker tonally, showing lasting injuries, that these, these things that these guys do is so out there. These guys are saving the world and that comes at a price. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and you sort of showed yeah. that at the start with Hawkeye being wounded, and but know, then we have really magic. Go anywhere? Then mm. it's just yeah. yeah. Now and we have this weird magic nano glue that right? fixes everything. I, mean, I suppose they had to set that up for Vision, but <sighs> but they didn't though. They didn't like that. Could have just been something that they walked into, like like that. Um, fucking Ultron walks in halfway mm. through the film to Doctor Helen Chow and is like. I know that you do this, so I'm going to steal your thing. Like, no one while watching that would be like, that doesn't make sense. Mm. Like, everyone would have been like, that, okay. that is just something that has never come oh, up before. I guess it, uh, I'd prefer it to be signposted in some way. Like, it would yeah. it would feel a bit out of left field, just, like, from a structural standpoint. But, again, like, I don't mm. think it needed to be as yeah. heavily set up as it yeah. was. Like, she was in the first, like, 20 minutes of the yeah. film. Yeah. And I was like, like a, well, obviously she's going to be important. It could have been, she could have just, like, it could have been, like, as simple as Stark meeting her at the party and being yeah. like, hey, I love your work, this, this, this and this, yeah. you know, really mm. interesting We'll have to talk sometime. Here's my card. Simple, simple as that. That's yeah. all you needed. There and then, is 30 yeah. seconds of the film. We saved 20 minutes, guys. <laughs> there you go. Um, and also at the very end, I really wanted a, a definite response or a definite answer that Hulk went to space. Mm. We chuffed him off to space. But you know he's just like hiding in the jungle somewhere yeah, again. We don't know. But basically I wanted him to, as he's talking to Black Widow, just to lean back on the control stick with his one giant green finger just to be like, off into space. You know, or, or have Ultron grabbing him, realising that Hulk is a big threat to Ultron, mm. to sort of grab him, bundle him up into a Quinjet and then launch him into space as sad Hulk music is played because we didn't get any sad Hulk music and it <laughs> upset me a lot. Um... <laughs> Because, again, and I kind of like – so this is another option we could go, and I like this one because, again, I, if we really start changing the end, you can kind of see where I'm going with this. Mm. So 
get to that point where Sokovia is now a big floating meteor and it's not coming um, it's not coming down because if it comes down, it's the end of days of humanity. So it plays out roughly the same as uh, uh, I think, except you've only gotten half the civilians out. Mm. So only half the civilians are off, off um, the island. They're still kind of getting people in there. It's a bit hectic. Shit is going down. Ultron is mostly defeated, except rather than that press a button and everything falls down, it's the reverse. It's sort of you have to let go of a button or a lever. If you yeah. let go of that lever or button, things go down. So we need someone to keep their hand on that button or keep their hand on that lever. And, of course, that person is going to be the Hulk. Yeah. Okay? So Iron Man has figured this out. Banners figures this out because those two guys are fucking geniuses. They know what's going to yeah. have to happen. Steve Rogers, however, he won't accept this. He's still on this sort of, um, you know, we this, this e- no one dies. Everyone is being saved. No one dies. And Natasha doesn't want to leave. He doesn't want to leave the Hulk because I, I might have been the only one that liked their love story. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> no one um, was on board with that. Yeah, I, I was. So here we have that no one dies from Cap. Tony, going, we're running out of time. Let's save what we have. Um, and this is that moment that really hammers the divide for Tony and Steve. You know, Iron Man just blasts past, grabs Natasha, grabs Cap, and they're off the island. He gives the okay, the clear to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. to be like, your carriers, you need to disembark now yeah. or we're going to lose everyone. Captain can be protesting all the way. And he's like, don't you fucking dare. You do not leave until we get every single civilian mm. off this island. And we watch as they just rocket off that island. All the S.H.I.E.L.D. people disembark and people are still screaming that they haven't saved them. And we watch as this island floats up with the Hulk on there, with these people dying, and it just goes off into outer space. And then he turns from the Hulk back to Mark Ruffalo. Nah, he's a Hulk. No, no, he turns from the Hulk. <laughs> no, because imagine how sad that would be if he turns from the Hulk yeah. back to Mark Ruffalo. He's holding this lever and then he becomes so very aware of the situation. And just then Mark Ruffalo, just like single manly tear, and he's like, I'm so sorry. Cut to Vision and Ultron fight, because I like that bit the uh, at the very end. <laughs> you know where Ultron and Vision are having a bit of yeah, verbal yeah, sparring? Yeah. Keep that in, because I like that. But have it a bit more of um, the Avengers now in a dark mm. place, something bad is happening, and Vision can be, okay, they still need to re- regroup to stop what's coming yeah. kind of stuff. So, again, have that signposting for the next few films that shit's going down, but, yeah, you, like Ultron has sort of succeeded in splitting mm. the Avengers, but don't worry, Vision is there as a beacon of hope. Same basic premise. Yeah. Then we cut to Captain America, Iron Man, and Black Widow just all in a field or wherever they fucking landed. Black Widow can be shell-shocked. She mm. cannot be moving. She can just be this, like, trauma. Like she's this is this is now she found someone she liked, she was sort of getting her life together, and now it's all been taken away from her. So she can just be shell shocked as fuck. Captain America is angry. Like one of the first and only times we've really seen him just lose his mm. shit. And Tony, being Tony, very pragmatic and a little bit cocky. And that verbal sparring sort of happened between these two and that Captain America saying that, you know, this isn't what we do. This isn't what it means to be an Avenger. And we, we don't ever stop. We never give up. We always find a way. We don't lose a life. And he can just look Iron Man dead in the eye. And you can have Iron Man's armor be all fucked up, like mm. the, you know, the faceplate be broken away so you can actually see Stark's face. You can just look him dead in the eye and be like, you're not an Avenger. You're out of the Avengers. That's it. Tony, of course, being very, very riled up and cocky as shit, being like, excuse me? Sorry, sorry, me? I'm not an Avenger? You know, you spend my money, my tech, you live in my fucking house. Yeah. You wouldn't even be here if it wasn't for me. We fa- I found you 
and you know, like I'm not an Avenger. Fuck off. I am the Avengers. Mm. Kind of repeating what happened. Iron Man three. I am Iron Man. I am the Avengers. Yeah, yeah, okay. Tony cool. getting more and more fucking arrogant. And then you can have, either have this little verbal sparring going nowhere and, and end on the same beat the sort of film does with the new Avengers lineup or after sort of Tony says that line, like, I am the Avengers, have them fight. Tony whips out his fucking repulsor ray, shoots Captain America. Captain America blocks with his shield, piffs his shield at Iron Man. And as it's just about to connect, credits. Or as it's just about to connect, six months later, Captain America to Black Widow forming the Avengers lineup that we sort of see at the end. And that's all plays out the same. But we cut to Tony Stark in his office. And in the background is his suit of armour in a glass cabinet. Sort of like in Batman how he has Robin's armour mm. and, and yeah, his armour, all yeah. that kind of stuff. So in the background he has that, that battle-damaged armour and it's all fucked up and has this giant shield scar in the middle. That's obviously yeah. where the shield got him. And depending on where Civil War goes, this is where you kind of throw in your clues about that. For me, I really love this idea of Stark running for president. So I love the idea of a bunch of stickers around, like, Stark 2016, all that kind of shit. Um, or he's actually gone insane and he's building um, that sort of Some armor like around Howard the world. Howard Hughes kind yeah. of, like... Yeah, whatever yeah, it is cool. that he's doing, so simply plans and paraphernalia of setting up what is basically civil war of where that is going. Then credits, then, of course, the Thanos mid-credit scene, fine. And then maybe a little Hulk in space mid-credit, post-scene, whatever. Um, and that's sort of my what I would really, really mm. change for the uh, Age of Ultron. And not a lot, just, again, top and tail it. So really have some, you know, actions have consequences, some implications, and, again, different than what we got in Avengers. And it sort of changes the whole dynamic of everything going forward. You know, Thor is off-world. They don't know where Thor is. For up, up to them, like, Thor just fucked off and wasn't there. Yeah. But he banners in space. Shit. And... Um, Iron Man and Cap America are at each throats. And I think that would have been a really nice way to yeah. have Age of Ultron. This is a yeah. movie I want to see now. Right? Yeah. This is a movie I'd be so down to see. <laughs> I think that is what I really, really wanted from Age of Ultron. Yeah. And I and, and think that it wouldn't take much just kind of tweak it, it those two ways. It was promise too, like in the trailers mm. and everything. It made it look like it was going to be dark. It was going to be – and it just – it feels like they blinked. Like it does feel – I mean, I, I don't know because I know it's a – there is to a certain degree, I know we talked about interconnectivity before, but like there is to a certain degree, each franchise kind of does mm. stand a little bit separately. Like there, and there has to be some level of resolution, like, you know, how the Bucky stuff yeah. is never going to get paid off in Age of Ultron and stuff no, like yeah, that. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, much I wonder. Disappointment. If, I love mm-hmm. Bucky. We all do. I, just, I wonder oh, if it's so like, pretty. if they set too much up in Age of Ultron and then like, then you're paying that off in Civil War, but then it's like Civil War features pretty much all the Avengers anyway. Yeah. So oh, I don't know. Civil anyway. War, yeah. Iron Man part four. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so Zoe, you, you had a bit of a restructure. I, I, yeah, I kind of rewrote at least the beginning of it and, and kind of at least the, a lot of the plot points mm. in, in my mind. And so the way I started it is like, we don't, we don't have that scene in, in them kind of going to the last Hydra base. Like that's. Okay. That's this doesn't matter. We we start in Tony's lab. Okay, he's already got the Loki Pokey stick. He's working on Ultron, mm-hmm. and and I I liked it, it's really cliche, but I did really enjoy the fact that he like left the room and it it turned on. <laughs> yeah, like it is really cliche, but I liked. it. I thought it was kind of cool that this is all happening behind his back. Mm. So so he's working he's working on Ultron. Yep. And then and then Jarvis is like, everyone's here, let's go talk to the men. And so he goes up and then all the Avengers are there. And Clint and Natasha have called this meeting because they're like, and Steve uh, obviously as well, they're like, S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist anymore, guys. Like, mm. what's 
the point of doing this? And Steve's like, well, we've got to do it because it's our right. And and I would just love Clint just to be there. He's like, I'm not getting paid anymore, so why do I have to babysit <laughs> you guys? Yeah. You know? Give him a bit more bit of personality. Yeah, give him a bit of sass. I want sassy Clint. I did we like saw sassy Clint. Sassy Clint was so good. Oh, like, he raised yes. his bow. He's like, no one no, would know. No. Yeah, that was great. Oh, good. And I think it's 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 great. And then I would like to see Natasha just a bit broken. Mm. Like she doesn't have a purpose anymore. Yeah. Because that was her good Shield was her good. Yeah, she was a KGB agent, and they got recruited by Shield. Shield, and, and so, so that was her good. And then to find out that it. she's been working for the bad guys all along. Oh, fuck yeah, that would fuck her up. Yeah, I didn't really so think I about it. I want to see. Like that, yeah. I want to see yeah. broken Natasha in this film. I want to see her fucking like. I love. I loved an Iron Man three. I loved PTSD Tony. Like I was mm. like, yes, sh- show some flaws, show mm. some humanity in this film. And so I really wanted that. I wanted, like, Clint just being like, I can just go. Mm. I have other shit on. And everyone being like, you don't have other shit. And he's like, you don't know me. And obviously, like, keep the whole family thing. But so everyone kind of just being like, what are we going to do? Like, is there any point of this anymore? And Mm. then just having that discussion. And then there's, like, Maria Hill there being like, you can still do shit, guys. Like, we don't, we still need the Avengers. The Mm. world still, like, just as an external person, just saying, like, the world still needs you. Like, we don't have to be S.H.I.E.L.D. We can be something else. Yeah, we can do this on our own. Bring in fucking any of the acronyms that the fucking comics use, like, bloody sword or hammer or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Like, we can do something else. We'll figure it out. Yeah. And then having, um, like, as this is going on, that scene of Ultron coming mm. to life. And like you, I loved him in this little kind of like broken Iron Man thing. This little gimpy arm. Yeah, yeah this little yeah. gimpy arm. But I kind of I, I kind of rewrote it a bit more comedic where he like gets up, he's like kind of takes like a couple stumbled steps and then he just falls. Oh, like a little baby. Like a little now. baby. And he just falls and it's just like <laughs> and then and then another like fully fledged Iron Man costume stands up. Ah yeah. And he's like, all right. And he goes. And that's it. Like he just leaves. And I'm assuming he would kill Jarvis because, or else we're not going to get the vision yeah, storyline. Yeah, 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 so yeah. he has to kill Jarvis. Um, next page. <laughs> um, and so as they're doing this, like, so that's happening. The, the Avengers are chatting, and Thor is like, "Hey, Tony, could I maybe have the Loki Pokey stick back? The Tesseract is what it's actually called." Yeah. And thanks to you, I call it the Loki Pokey stick now. Blame Kevin Smith for that. That I hate. <laughs> anyway, so he's like, "Can I have the Tesseract back, now, Tony? I've lent it to you as a favor, pretty much." Mm. So that establishes that. Oh, that, yeah, true. Because then you see you walk in, like, how did he have that? Then, oh, no, answered, yeah. go, cool. ask and answer, done. Done. Yeah. And, he, and Tony's like, give me a couple more days, man. I'm almost there. Like, he's so, he's like, I've almost got it. And he kind of grabs Bruce and he's like, can I show you? Mm. Like, can I show you? I'm so proud of this, but something's missing and I need your help. Because Tony, Tony, while being a proud man, knows that Bruce is a smart guy. So he's like, I'll bring you in. And so they go in and they <laughs> realize that Ultron's escaped. Mm. And they're, Tony's like, fuck. Bruce is like, what's going on? <laughs> Just sitting there and he's like, because he has no idea what Tony's about to show him. Mm. So he's like, what am I missing? And cuts to, what was a, a Slovakia? Sokovia. Sokovia. I just went really Greek. I was like, Slovakia? Yeah, Slovakia, mate. Yes. Slovakia, mate. That's what the country is called. Good. Good. This yes. sounds delicious. Yes. So. Sokovia. Sokovia. Eastern Europe. Eastern Europe. I just wrote Slovenia on my... I was like, that is good enough. Do not know my Eastern European countries. No, it, 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 it's a made-up thing. Done. That's why I was struggling. <laughs> anyway, so cut to uh, Pietro and Wanda in a cave. Mm. And they've been, like, completely outcast from their society. They haven't been made by Hydra. They haven't been, they're X-Men. So just make them be um, miracles. Fox Studios yeah. might have some They're miracles. Issues. They're miracles. Yeah, they're sweet miracles, miracles of the world. They're gifted. Yeah, so they, they, 
gifted in fucking finger quotes. Yeah, gifted with like mutants in the background that's been crossed out, yes. Yeah, so so they're in a cave because they're complete outcasts from their little town in Eastern Mm. Europe that is very scared of them. And so they've been stuck in this cave for like years since their powers developed. So you get rid of that whole Baron Strucker bullshit from... Doesn't matter. No, from... Which one's that? Captain America, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, get rid of that. Goodbye. They're just bad. And keep the Stark storyline, mm. keep them, like, to- being tormented. Like, I love that. I thought that was great. But they're in a they're in a cave. They've been hiding out for years. Like, the only the only way they get stuff is because fucking Quicksilver just, like, quickly darts and gets some food. But oh, they can't, that's cool. Yeah, they can't, they can't get out of this cave because or else, like, the townspeople are literally going to try and kill them. Yeah, right. A little bit but, like Frankenstein monsters. Yeah, because like, yeah, everyone is so scared of them. Because you could imagine being in this tiny Eastern European village and then there is a very fast man and, a, and what is... Mm. Necessarily like a witch. Yeah, yeah. like yeah. you could even open, as, like have that as your opener yeah. with like the townsfolk being like in Eastern Europe. Yeah, somewhere, that's a like, good little, good little opener. Like, yeah. Did you hear about those rumors going yeah, around about know, those cave witch. people? Yeah, the witch. cave people, the witch, the witch in the cave. Yeah. You know, and then Ultron comes, and because like Ultron just knows because yeah. fuck putting an explana- explanation in this yeah, point. Ultron's <laughs> there, and he's like, "You're gonna help me." Mm. No, like, I want your help. I need your help. He's like, you're going to do this for me. And because they hate Stark so much, they're like, yeah, mm. good. So that that's that. That's my start of it. Yeah, right. And it cuts back to the Avengers Tower and they're all arguing because Bruce has kind of, like, dobbed Tony in pretty much. So is, um, so let me get straight. So the, 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 the Iron Man, so the Iron Legion stream yeah. dude, does that happen? And then Iron Man's like, I've got some, something to show you, Banner? Yeah. Or does that happen? Yeah. Okay. So, does, so like, Iron Man hasn't twigged yet? Like, he's like, what the fuck's that about? No, it's like, it's like a cut to, like, it doesn't, okay. it's happening without their knowledge. Like, they're all upstairs oh. talking about S.H.I.E.L.D. And then. Oh, downstairs. And downstairs. Is him. Coming to life. So it's right. happening all okay, yeah, completely yeah. without Tony's knowledge. I get you. Yeah. And so then, you know, you go back to the Avengers and they're arguing about, like, what are we going to do? Mm. And, and and Tony's, like, so adamant that he can fix it. He's like, no, I don't need your help, guys. Like, like this is my problem. I will clean it up. Yeah, it's, like, it's very Tony. Yeah. yeah. He's like, yeah. I, don't, I don't need this. I've, I've got this. You know, like, I can, I can fix this. I'm so desperate to fix this. Um, and... Oh, okay. So, so this is this is kind of where I stopped writing scene by scenes and just started writing dot points. <laughs> Good enough. Good enough. No, because I was like, those are a lot of scenes, and yes. then I was like, uh, I'm like, this is a two and a half hour long movie. Like, what am I gonna do? <laughs> so I just started writing dot points. But pretty much, like, like, I had this idea that instead of Ultron being like Ultron is the big bad of this film, obviously, mm. but instead of him being like in the Avengers' faces, mm. he's getting to them other ways. He's getting to them via Scarlet Witch. He's getting to them via the internet. He's not actually there, but he's tormenting the Avengers Hmm. from afar. And so they're constantly watching their backs now. They are jumpy because they don't know where this guy is. Because he's got, like, his access to the internet and files of yeah. everything, he could be, like, leaking information about every single one of them. Like, here's some fucking secrets about this yeah. bullshit. Here's some secrets about this bullshit. Going back to, uh, uh, Civ- I mean, uh, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, granted, Natasha said some stuff to w- what S.H.I.E.L.D. did, but she didn't give you the full story. No, no way. There's some other stuff. And you could have that nice little paranoia of, like, who's who's doing this Yeah, to that's us? it. So they're, they're scared. and Blaming and, Stark even. Yeah, like, and so they don't know what's going on like they could blame stark like they could be like oh, it's still shield stuff and they're like how is it still shield stuff yeah. and and so it's like like we got to get off the grid pretty much like that trope like we got to get off the dri- grid yeah 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 and hawkeye's like i have an idea and <laughs> that's where you chuck in the awesome hawkeye backstory yeah because i loved that i thought mm. that was one of the most human parts of the film i was like fuck yeah but i wanted to see 
so I wanted to see them slowly falling apart, not because Ultron was there, because Ultron's fucking with them. Mm. And it, and it, it is such a human thing when you have someone whispering in your ear being like, oh, so-and-so said this about you. Like, what a, what a bitch. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah. what a bitch. <laughs> so, so he's kind of just like being like a mean teenager. Yeah. Which, which I kind of like the evolution of him going yeah, like from a Ultron, baby to a teen. Yeah, yeah. to an adult. Yeah. Um, that works. Yes, yeah, so I really like that. And so then it cuts to like the obviously the final scene, and mm. it's, I I reckon keep it the same with the giant crater Meteor going thing, up. Yeah. And, that and was that was nicely signposted as well. Yeah, yeah. And so I thought that was really cool, and I was like, yeah, let's do that. That's really fun. Uh, there was just um, and so that's when they finally see Ultron. Mm-hmm. They finally see him right at the end of the film, and um, okay. as this is all going, as uh, in my head, the way that this plays out is that it's all going on, and Tony's adamant that he's not mm-hmm. going to put the suit on because he's given up. Oh, As we right. saw at the no, end cool. of uh, yep. Iron Man 3. He's like, no, I can do this with my computers. Mm-hmm. I can do this with that. With the I don't Iron Legion, to. I don't have to be suiting up. But I don't need yeah. to suit up. And they're like, and it, everyone's like, whatever. Like, you do you, Tony. You've, you've already put us in this fucking shit situation. <laughs> like, we don't care anymore. Mm. You sit there on your computers. You try and help. You're not going to do anything because you fucked us all so badly. Mm. You do you. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so the, the cuts to, like, just before the penultimate scene where they're all like... Uh, let's you know save this meteor pretty much and Tony's like I'm gonna put the suit back on and Roger's going up to him being like don't you think you've done enough already <laughs> nice yeah. like to have yeah. that look you stop trying to help you've stop. done enough you, yeah, you, yeah. you know so just oh, make it because really that's obvious. so condescendingly yeah. beautiful because it's like uh, no, no, I love it. Love yeah, it. It's, yeah, it's, it's good because it makes you be like, oh, Stark, but at the same time, you're right. Yeah, yeah. you just so, like, you just verbally just bitch slapped. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Good. That's it. And so Tony, Tony does it. Any obviously does it anyway. Yeah. Puts the suit on. and They save the world, and that's fine. Um, but I wanted, I wanted. There was a couple things that I wanted in the film that I didn't get. Mm. I, I wanted, I wanted more from Natasha, mm. and and it does come from this point where. Like, I had this one moment in the film with her and I was like, I could really see her as a role model. Mm. And then there's nothing else. Mm. And and I think for me, I wanted her broken. I wanted her, like, after the Winter Soldier, like, she's got nothing anymore. Yeah. So she's trying to find her place. And so she's going back into her old... She's trying to find who she is because she's never been a person. She's always been, like, an agent. Mm. So trying to find her own thing. I don't reckon have her romantically involved with Bruce, but I reckon her and him having, like, a really close friendship. Okay. Because I just, I think it was a really lazy cop-out to say, Natasha and Bruce, what a beautiful couple. Because I think it's just, it's a bit of lazy writing to say that the only woman on the team, the only way she can open up is if she's got a boyfriend. I just thought it was lazy. I thought okay, it was... Okay, yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, because she's the only yeah. woman. Like, if there was other women and she was doing that, I'd be like, whatever. Yeah, it's that... Was it the Bechtel test, whatever yeah, it's called? The, yeah, Two women talking about the non... Yeah, that one. That's it. So it just it just felt a bit lazy, and I was like, especially because you've established her as this very kind of stoic, mm. um, a singular person, like very alone and, and not very willing to open up to people. Have her open up to, to Banner, but only because he understands, mm. like, what being out of control of your life is. Yeah. Sort yeah. of what um, Tony does to Banner at the end yeah. of the You know, him, be, him becoming like this quasi-therapist. Um, like therapist he's like, I'm not this kind of doctor, right? You know that. <laughs> um, actually almost be like a bit of a running joke too. Yeah. Like, Banner's a bit just like, no, I just... You, stop telling me things. Yeah. <laughs> Got my own yeah. shit. Yeah, exactly. Like, just have it running. But I thought, like, I will say that I loved that scene with Natasha as she, she opened up about the fact that she couldn't have kids. Mm. And it was a very weird moment for for myself when I teared up in the cinema yeah, in, right. in that because as, like, as you know, as mm. most of our viewers know, like, that's something I have to deal with. Mm. 
and it was it was like a really kind of s- sweet moment, I, like a bittersweet moment, at least for myself, to see this woman who admitted this. I, I felt that pain. I, mm-hmm. I saw her, the pain in her face and then she snapped out of it. And that's very true. I thought mm. I was like, fuck yeah, whether you meant to do it or not, Joss Whedon, that was beautiful because when you deal with something like this, you don't want to sit there and whinge and mm. complain all the time. So you will mention it. People will hear the hurt in your voice, but then you're like, but it's fine. Yeah. Because yeah. I have to deal because this is my life. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck yeah, that's what I wanted. I wanted a human Natasha. I wanted her to just be like this broken person where all this bad shit that's now happened to her in a very like crazy life mm. finally catches up with her. Yeah, that would have been really nice. Yeah. So that is how Zoe rewrites The <laughs> Avengers Part 2, or as I like to call it, Iron Man 4, Iron Man featuring Captain and Hawkeye. Good. I, yeah, no, I, I love it. I think yeah. um, absolutely, like, the more human Natasha stuff, I mm. mean, there's there's so much you could do with that character. Like, I love that point you make about the fact that it's like she's been working for the bad guys all along because, like, like you said, Joel, yeah. I, I'd never thought about yeah. that. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. That's a really cool – how does somebody deal with that? That's fantastic. Yeah. Like, so again, so much yeah. – you know what it feels like? It feels like this movie was a first draft. Yeah. It really feels Especially like – Especially because it was so long. They're like, this will do. They're like, <laughs> yeah. no, just we can do better. Yeah, he could. Like, I know he can, but it's like, you know, the amount of times it's like if you – when you give a script to someone and they're just like, yeah, you know, you've – You've got the beginnings of a really good thing, but sometimes you need to rewrite things a few yeah. times to really find the juicy good stuff yeah. in your story. And it really feels like this was a tossed off first draft, especially. And I feel like, like I feel like Whedon needs to collaborate with someone. Yeah, I feel like he just needs that because I think him and and because he's got a little bit more because the Avengers the first one did so well they've obviously given him more creative control. Yeah, and he's like, what's an editor? <laughs> um, and George I, Lucas syndrome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like too many yes men, too many sycophants. Yeah, the there just needs time, to be people being like, no nah, man, like cut it back. But at the same time, I don't know how much he has had creative control he's, and how he's, much he's made he's, some. He's made some kind of veiled complaints. Yeah, really? kind Marvel. of like. Um, I think Marvel wanted to keep the cave, like Thor cave bath scene, and if that wasn't in it, they held a gun to the whole Hawkeye farm scene. Oh, that's annoying. Stuff like that. So, yeah. but are you surprised? I mean, is, yeah. is it is it Kevin Feige? Yeah, Feige. 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 I don't Kevin, know. Kevin. Kevin F. Kevin F. F. Um, is a notoriously pretty. I mean, is it's pretty telling that not many directors stick around at Marvel, yeah. and the ones who do are television directors. Yeah. Who are used Russo to working brothers. within the system. Yeah, the yeah. Russo brothers are doing fucking... Is there, are there, is there any films coming up they're not directing? No. Every no, they're just sitting one. there just, like, putting their names on shit. They're like... Actually, oh, I, read this, I read this really... Sorry, this is, this is on topic, but I read this fascinating article uh, a couple of years ago about Steven Spielberg saying that Steven Spielberg is now an unemployed director when the Robocalypse or whatever it was fell over. No. Because nowadays, all the money, they're like, well... We can just that's why like Gareth, uh, Gareth Edwards who directed Godzilla, mm-hmm. um, him, uh, Josh Trank who made Chronicle, uh, you know they've they, all these small directors are mm. uh, Colin Trevorrow who made uh, Safety Not Guaranteed who's now making Jurassic World. Oh wow! All these tiny little directors mm. who are being taken and uh, put onto huge projects mm. or like the Russo brothers, television directors as well because the studios are kind of like they're easy to control mm. because they're um, like yeah Gareth Edwards made Monsters then went on to make Godzilla because they've made either a really small low budget indie. And suddenly they give them the biggest, they give them a $200 million blockbuster. Mm. And just because they're, and, and same with like the Russo brothers, they were directors on community. And then they went and made Winter Soldier stuff. And it's, it, Winter Soldier was good, but I also would argue that it was one of the Marvel films that had some of the least originality. I'm uh, not originality, sorry, identity mm. compared to something like, uh, uh, the first Captain America, which absolutely mm. dripped with that classic Spielbergian sort of yeah. Indiana Jones Even style. Thor, like the first Thor, Thor yeah, very Shakespearean, 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 Shakespearean. 
sensibilities. Yeah. And um, the second thought was like, what? Do I remember you? Do I? Like, no, do I, I don't. I, went, <laughs> so, I remember distinctly seeing that with my mum and I was like, this is definitely a film. Hmm. Like, Again, it was Alan Taylor, television director. Uh, like, I'm just, and I'm not yeah. casting aspersions on television directors. Like, Alan Taylor's done some great work in TV, but it's like, you do see what I mean, where it's like, these are directors who are used to working within a model, and used yeah. to, these are not auteurs. These are people yeah, who are yeah. used these to have aping like, someone else's sensibilities. You need to and cut going to along with it. this many minutes because that's the slot you're given. Mm. And you need to film in a certain style. There's a house style. I mean, why do you think Edgar Wright got kicked off Ant Man? And Peyton, yeah. who the fuck is Peyton Reed? You directed yeah. Yes Man? Yeah. Who, what, why? Good, good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just... <laughs> but, yeah, so I'm not, like, I'm not surprised if, like... I don't know, it seems like it might have been a weird disconnect between Whedon having too much control over certain mm. things and not enough control over other Maybe. things, and somehow it's created this unholy symph- symphony that's... I think it's just obviously, then, obviously then, like, a lot of compromises mm. where yeah. they're like, I want this, I want this... Yeah, we'll meet halfway, so and you, now no one's happy. Yeah, so you you have like you have to have the cave Thor moment, which I'm guessing is a to set up a little bit of Ragnarok, even though it wasn't really. But I'm guessing to mostly have. Why didn't you have that as the shirtless. fucking back at, as the end credit scene then? Because mm. there wasn't an end credit scene. There was the mid credit yeah, scene. Yeah, you could have just. But there wasn't. You just Thor disappears, and the whole film, everyone's like, "Where's Thor?" And then at the end, you see him in a cave, and you're like, "Oh, there's Thor." Yeah. Yeah. And then you go Thor Ragnarok, and you're like, "Okay." Or if like Thor comes back, and he's like, "I've seen some stuff, but I'm not going to tell you what it is." Yeah, like he's like shell shocked. You don't need to see him screaming in this pool or whatever it was. Anyway, or even um, just have him like at the very end being like, "Oh, I'm going to miss this. This is banter. I'm chuffing off somewhere." Then you could have him in going to the cave Mm. thing. Whatever. I don't know. Something. And I, I was um, super happy with Idris being in this film. Though I was like, yeah. my baby. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to say, I absolutely love the um the hold off ultra until the end. I mean, I'm a sucker for mm, any film. Yeah. That t- like I mean, In Bruges, which is mm, my yeah. all time favorite movie, and the bad guy is talked about for the whole film, and he doesn't turn up until the last twenty minutes, and he steals the whole film. But he's so built up. Yeah, that's mm. exactly um, what I wanted like from Ultron because, yeah. because they couldn't. I don't think you could have given him a deeper backstory as he deserves. Mm. In this film, so make him like an implied character yeah. for the most of like, it. Even if you yeah, have great, him as just great. sort of code, you don't even yeah. like you don't really see him. Like, who's who is Ultron? What is yeah. Ultron? Haven't you heard about Ultron? Man, have you, do you know what Ultron is? Like, have you yeah. got, and you don't really know. Or all the people so are saying, there's so many rumors. Like yeah. it, it just gets maybe built you don't up. even see him mm. coming, like waking up. Yeah, maybe it's like you know, Stark comes out, it's like the armor's gone, and the Ultron, whatever mm. it is, is missing, and he's like, what? What? And then these whispers start to happen. It's like I love that kind of thing. Like and then flashbacks later on, like then you start maybe Tony starts piecing shit together or mm. maybe he stumbles upon some security footage that had been deleted and yeah. you, then you finally see yeah, the don't, little... don't let him come into the third act yeah it's kind of really yeah. cool and I know like you have never seen Star Wars and don't like it but you've sort of created your own emperor character so thank well you. done thank well you done. good work I, I do what I can I'm very good at accidental Star Wars <laughs> yeah it's, it's a very big it's habit of mine specific talent yeah, it's, it's a good one to have it's super weird I'll show you later Gabe my accidental Star Wars in life it's awesome. terrifying awesome. <laughs> so on that note I've been Joel I've been Gabe and I've been Zoe and this has been Movie Maintenance and if you have any comments and questions or queries about how you would fix Age of Ultron uh, yeah, please let us know either on our Twitter Facebook or email us at sanspantsradio at gmail.com or you can yell at us and tell us how wrong we are and that it was a perfect film either way up to you thank you and goodbye goodbye <laughs>